Hello. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I am so happy that you're here again. Of course, this is Muslims and the Dunya. This podcast is really about you. I, I say it all the time, but the striving Muslim is the best Muslim, not the perfect one, not the one who gets everything right. So if you're walking out your house with good intention, I want to do the right thing. I used to do that, and I want to stop it. I might even still do it, but one day I want to stop and do the right thing. That's all the energy I want to give you right now. It is not about being perfect. It's about trying and trying and trying. Because if you know, or maybe you didn't, Allah said that if everybody was perfect, he'd wipe them out and bring in people who had flaws because he wants you to be able to lean on him. He wants that for you. So... Thanks for coming. My name is Mo Quick, and I have a super special guest. His name is Incognito. Hey, Ink. Hi, Mo. How are you? Oh, okay. How you doing? I'm well. Better to be on set with you. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. You know something crazy? Ink's not Muslim. I know it's Muslims in the dunya. I know we only have Muslims, but I was so curious mm -hmm. to have somebody on the show who has seen the transition of a Muslim but didn't know anything about it, and just to get that perspective. So we're going to do something crazy. You ready? We always do something crazy. Right? We do. Um, this is my best friend, by the way. Side note. Um, we're going to have you lead the show. I want you to ask all the questions about Islam, being a Muslim, the trans anything that you've been thinking the whole time you've seen me go through this transition. Uh, just a side note, okay? In case this is literally your very first episode, I didn't always wear my hijab. And I'm in the entertainment industry in Atlanta, nonetheless. So this was maybe a year, a year ago that I just started wearing this. I was outside in the clubs doing my thing, hosting, you know, doing everything we're pretty much not supposed to do. And I've known Inc. almost 10 years. Yes. We used to be roommates. Yes. Um, we've gone through multiple stations and multiple markets together. Yes. Because he's also a radio personality. Yes. So I can only imagine what you were thinking the whole time. And all of a sudden, this girl has a hijab on her head. Well, Mo, I never uh, judged you I at all. That. That's not my job to do that. But first of all, thank you for giving me the... Uh, you got call. the card? Yeah, I got the card. <laughs> you official. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's up now. And this is going to be a very delicate uh, conversation. I'm so excited. So thank you for this opportunity and thank the chance you. to enlighten not only myself, but anyone that's watching. Mm, I appreciate you know, with that. With these questions. So uh, just going to start off by asking you, what is Islam? I know that's the question, right? We hear it. We see it mostly in the media, but what is it? So by definition, Islam in Arabic, translated to English, is submission to God. That's, that's it. But by way of life, Islam is a pure and peaceful way to go about the world. You know, some, not sometimes, most times, humans, we think we're so smart because God gave us this conscious brain, unlike his other creations that have to do what he says. Like a dog isn't going to get up and say, you know what? I don't think I want to drink out of a cup today. I'm going to drink out of a bowl because bowls make me feel better. Like we have such a brain that we think we know everything and we will reinvent the wheel. Mm. And I'm saying that to say that life had a, has a perfect balance. And because humans are so smart, we like to throw life off balance, you mm. know? I'm sorry, ladies. Please don't hate me for this because I know how long it did take for us to get our equal rights. But even when it comes to the woman leaving the house to go work, and now the husband is out the house to go work, 
in Islam, we have roles. Um, in Islam, you can't have two people out the house because who's going to take care of the kids? You know what I mean? Understood. Or you can, but let's make sure that at least you're home at this time because the family is the most important part. You raising these kids to be their best yes. so that they can join our communities. Islam is, to me, the most perfect way of life to, to balance and keep that natural balance that God wants for us. Yes. So on that later part, I share those same principles about the household, the man being gone or the woman, their partnership is more so of a partnership mm -hmm. and maintaining that balance. Uh, correction, so it's pronounced Islam. Islam. Well, yeah, but, you know, we have different pronunciations, but if you're doing in Arabic, it would be like Islam. Okay. But you don't got to do it. You don't got to do the most. Okay. You're just, from Columbus, Georgia. That's right. We ain't going to put too much on you. That's right, too. <laughs> yeah. We're roots in middle of Georgia. Okay, so, Mo, what is the difference between being Muslim and being Christian? Now, that's a good question. Yes. Sometimes you would think that it's a huge difference, night and day. But the more you learn about each religion, you go, wow, these are a lot alike. Yes. I'm going to say the number one difference, because we— Share the honor your mother. We share the honor your father. Be good to your neighbor. Love this person. Love. We share those same values. Don't drink. Don't smoke. Don't do the tattoos on your body. All the do's and don'ts, for the most part, we share. Mm. But my, the only thing that I've seen that is the number one difference is Christ. I don't know all about you guys' denominations. I know some people even praise Mary, his mom, uh, some denominations of Christianity, some Christians. I don't know. But I, from what I've seen from Baptists and Methodists, we don't praise Christ. You know, mm -hmm. we don't think that he is God or God's son. We believe that God is an entity all on his own. When you cross into Islam, you're coming into the oneness of God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have spirits that help him. Um, he doesn't have um, sons and daughters or mothers. Like, he is the first and the last, the one and the only. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need help. He doesn't need sleep. He doesn't need love. He doesn't need things that we need. And my uncle, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he said that, Venice, he was explaining to me that Christ, Jesus, took God, uh, is God in human form. He came down from heaven and he became a human to be with us because things were really bad. That's not to my understanding. To my understanding is, was that uh, it is God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to the earth. And no. it was like a living sacrifice. That's the studies that I've understood. So okay. it's like the son of God. So then why, why do you guys praise his son and not him? Because in order to believe in God, you have to believe in the Holy Trinity, which is the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus Christ, and God. So it's a triangle, like a trinity. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's like when you, you have the threes and we have one. Understood. So I guess that's the biggest difference. Yes. So I heard you say something about tattoos. So does that mean in your religion you can't get tattoos? I think it's so many do's and don'ts in religions. Like, you can say can't, but at the end of the day, he gave you a, a choice. Yes. So can't is subjective. Agreed. He doesn't want you to, but you can do whatever you want to do. Yes. But desecrating what he did, his yes. art, yes. you, no. So your body true. is a reflection your temple. of, yes. It is. Agreed. It's his temple. He did it. For sure. Do you, you have any questions about Christianity? Oh. 
Any questions about Christina? That is not on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we off. Um, Christianity to me, I don't know if I have questions because all my family is Christian. Like we're like the only Muslims in the family. Okay. Me and um, my side and then my auntie and her husband. But my granddad swears one day I'm a wake up Christian. He's been teaching me about Christianity my whole life, my uncles and all of them. But again, there's so many different denominations. Yes. It's, you guys believe this. Well, because Sunday Adventists, they don't go to church on Sundays. They don't. They go on Saturdays. They go on Saturdays. For sure. They don't wear piercings. They don't eat meat. You know mm. what I mean? So I guess my question is, how come everybody's always doing their own thing? Mm. Well, that's the division that's on us with religions, in my personal opinion. The, they separate us like that. I don't know who they is, but you know. The devil. Proceed. Yeah, so that's, what, <laughs> so that's something that the devil has interjected for division. But however, you know, I believe that we all are one, which is, you know, human form. So, yeah. So, okay. So why why is it that when you are, you know, going to church, you say, wait, is it Methodist or Baptist? You know what? Well, I'm going to be honest. Me growing up, I don't think I had the choice to see what I wanted to uh, be. Because my mean? family grew up Baptist. Oh, so you Baptist. I grew up in the Baptist country, dirt road. You know, Sunday, we talking Sunday school, church service, uh, another service, uh, vacation Bible school, Bible study. Vacation Bible school. That, that means when you're out for the summer, you're going to vacation Bible school. Hilarious. But it really was no option for me. But however, as I got into my early adulthood, uh, well, actually, this happened in high school. I had a really close friend who wasn't the same complexion as us. But uh, she... Huh? What? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderfully what? Yes. So um, she invited me to her church. And I was curious about her religion drink because I will drink the tea. <laughs> <laughs> drink the tea. <laughs> so uh, she was Presbyterian. And I don't know if you know about Presbyterian ladies, but they wear long skirts and they all... Uh, they don't cut their A lot of my Hispanic like um, friends were Presbyterian, I guess, or Catholic, because they wear long skirts too, right? I don't know about the Catholics, but the Presbyterians okay. for sure. So in high school, I'm, I'm going to not try not to be long-winded. I visited her church. Mm -hmm. And when I visited her church, it was totally different from the way that I was raised. However, mm -hmm. there was, it's, I stood out like a sore thumb. Wow. You know, long stories were like, okay, so you ain't from here. So they came and sat beside me like, Hilarious. hey, this is what we do here. This is how we worship, per se. So that's one thing. And Did then you I, still feel at home in your church environment? Or was it like completely different? It was day and night. Wow. Day and night. So then uh, as in my early adulthood, post high school, things of that nature, I was dating this girl and she was a Catholic. Wait a minute. You was dating this Wonder Woman? No, I didn't date that wonderful girl. I said she was a friend in high school. Hello. Mm -hmm. well, you, Hello. Okay. I did say I was from uh, Middle Georgia. We ain't going to cancel you today. But. You, you ain't going to be able to cancel me. <laughs> ain't no mystery in my history. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Muslims, we love all. Okay. I love all too. But okay. I'm telling you what's the truth. Because your mama going to call Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hey, as long as you know. So uh, I did date this one girl who was uh, a Catholic. So mm -hmm. I went and visited her church, and it was different than Baptist. But however, that was more easier for me to uh, adapt to. But however, mm -hmm. it still wasn't Baptist, because in Baptist, we got the tambourines. We were there making a the noise, and we— I've seen it on TV. Yeah, Tyler Perry sure. does a great job. He does. He put a little extra sauce on there, too, though. Love you, <laughs> but he put some extra sauce on there. <laughs> and you know, okay, one one last question about Christianity because I, I always find it very interesting that I don't want to get canceled by all the Christians of the world. No, you are not. But it's like, 
how can you believe in a religion that has been changed so many times and everyone knows it's been changed? That's a great one, Mo, because growing up uh, with the Bible that I had, and I must ask you this before I get into this, the Quran, they don't have different versions of the Quran. There's only one, right? Because we have to memorize it. Like Correct. you literally learn every word. So if somebody try to try you, no. So your entire life, it's been the same Quran, Quran right? Mm -hmm. For me, we had the Bible. I grew up on the King James Version. <clears throat> and around the time that I got in, you know, like preteens, they did the New International Version. Well, if you look it up now, I believe they got over 63 versions you lying. of this man-made book. However, growing up, similar to you, I had to memorize scriptures and had to memorize different things in the Bible. But you go look at them now, the words have changed. So something as simple as the 23rd song that says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's the version I learned. But if you go look it up in a different version right now, it probably say something different. That so, even, even when you said the King James, would you say last word, version? Version. Like, what the hell? How can you trust that? A version. Well, you know what, Mo? Uh, I was taught these principles as an adolescent. And then through my own life experiences, I became one and closer to the things that I believe. And that's where it was more so about a personal relationship, similar to what you're saying. Oneness, wholeness, compared to a version. I didn't say oh, this version is me. Mm. So through my own life experiences, I had to figure out who I was and who I am and move forward that way and what principles I want to lead to the generations below me, however. Because, you know, it's, it, it, I mean, I love to hear you say that because even when it comes to any religion, from my understanding, a religion is the way to practice what he wants. But the idea of religion is, it's like a recipe, you know? You got to eat. Eating yes. is the goal. Yes. And then in order to eat, you put things together and then you eat. But even if even if you don't cook the food, yes. you're still going to eat it. I don't even know if I'm making sense right now. My analogy might be off, but the idea is to love him, praise him, and thank him so much for even allowing you to be. But people have different religions to show that in a different way. Mm -hmm. So... In the grand scheme of things, if you are loving on him and being thankful for him, I think he's going to know your heart and he's going to know that you intentionally mean well. But I try not to get too focused on, I mean, I want to learn to yeah. be the best Muslim I can be because ignorance is not bliss. And just mm -hmm. because you say you don't know, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be judged accordingly. Um, because it's readily available for you to learn. So I still mm -hmm. like to make sure I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But even if you know nothing about anything, as long as you are thankful, you acknowledge, you are conscious of the higher being, I feel like he's going to, you know, he's going to know you. Understood. Uh, kind of go with your theory of that dish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to backpack you. Okay, because I don't think I did a good job. <laughs> if your great granny created a recipe and she passed it on to your grandmother and then she passes on to your mother. However, when it's your turn to cook it, do you think it's going to taste the same as your great granny? You know, everybody's going to try it, and she got it written out for you. It's going to be something totally different. It's going to be as close as an example as it is to the great granny. But however, when it comes to you, we're going to eat that dish out of that love that the great granny left for us. So as I'm enjoying it as your child, if I'm your seed, I'm tasting it, and you go, this came from your great-grandmother. I'm like, oh, I can taste the love in it. Even this if she's not alive. Even if she's not alive. Mm -hmm. And you might be out by, you know, some ounces of water or ounces of milk or mm -hmm. whatever. But however... It's the story and the moral principles of this is our thing coming from the great granny. So I don't know if I backed you up on that pretty That's good. That's not where I was going with that. But I do love 
your new idea that you created. It makes me feel warm. I miss my grandma. For sure. For sure. Um, you know what, Mo? And this is not on the card either, man. Is it? Oh, you're just winging it. I'm not winging it. I'm being truthful and I love it. And I, I love this right here because it's very uh, knowledgeable for me. However, growing up Christian, uh, I learned at a very young age, when someone comes to me and says, assalamu alaikum, my response is, wa alaikum salam. Christian? Christianity taught you that? I didn't say Christianity taught you that. You said growing up Christian, I, I said, learned. I said, although I grew up Christian, I learned at a young age oh, that when somebody says you. that to me, and I have peers and family members. You ain't telling me your family was Muslim. We could have been related. What I'm saying is, though, they know something. Okay. I didn't say they was Muslim. Obviously, they know something, and they know a truth. So when someone comes to me, like, I have coworkers. We have, I, you're not the only Muslim I work with at the moment, right? Okay. So I have a coworker that's very comfortable. We have a coworker that's very comfortable. He come around, he will come in the studio. He's like, assalamu alaikum. I say, well, alaikum salam. He's like, oh, ink. It's pretty sharp. Who gave you salams? Someone near and dear to my heart. Who, me? Hell, Maybe somebody you did, else. Mo. Maybe you did, Mo. <laughs> <Who else? laughs> Maybe you did, Mo. But however, you know, just living in this world, you know, you got to be, Open to receive. Do you know what you're saying when you say that? Um, yes and no. Tell me what I you think it means when someone says "Assalamu alaikum." If I'm not mistaken, because I learned this early, and I just been, you know, I didn't in my adult life. I haven't. Is it something sense of like peace unto you or something mm -hmm. like that? Peace and blessings. See what I'm saying? Unto you, uh huh, and then back to you. Same thing. Yeah. Sure. See, and that's how we, that's the one thing I love about Islam. Yes, it does mean submission to God, but when I hear the word Islam, I'm hearing peace. I'm hearing um, brotherhood. I'm hearing, you know, a, a new place of spirituality that takes you away from the world because maybe you can help me out on this one. When you grow up, nah, before you grow up, when you're young, they call it naive, but I call it pure. Mm. You know, you have not been disrupted by how rule the world is. Correct. They say naive because you're gullible. You'll yeah. accept anything because you don't know anyone to be wrong, or that's why they say give a kid a candy. They're just like, oh, candy. Yeah. I don't know you're going to take me in this white van and I'm never going to see my family again. Agreed. You know, you have not been corrupted. So I always think of Islam as going back to that place um, that the world hasn't touched yet right. and being able to pull yourself in the podcast as Muslims and the dunya. Dunya is the worldly world, the world that we see, the world that is so temporary, but everyone is here as though it's going to last forever. Mm -hmm. Because on the other side, it's a whole nother world. Mm -hmm. um, there's a prayer I want to do with you at the end, but the beginning of our Quran mm -hmm. is opened with a surah called Al-Fatiha. Surah is a compilation of verses. Um, Fatiha means the opening. And in the opening, um, the English version is um, in the name of Allah, the most merciful, um, the most kind, uh, peace and blessings, not peace and blessings, um, in the name of Allah, the most merciful, the kind, praise be to Allah, Lord of the worlds. Not the world, but the worlds, mm -hmm. to suggest that this is just one. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you heard about the heavens, but they say in local times, there's seven heavens. You know, even when you get to heaven, there are levels to heaven, and he's at the highest height of heaven. Mm. And even when you get to hell, there are levels of hell. Mm. So as many different worlds as we're in, we think this is it. You mm. know, we eat drinking this tea. Wow, it's some nice tea. It's like, mm. <laughs> imagine how much your brain is going to expand when you find out 
on the other side, after you die, that you ain't seen nothing yet. Yes. But we so caught up in it. Yes. So when it comes to Islam, it's like it sucks you out of this world. Mm-hmm. And it reminds you over and over that this isn't it yet. Okay, if you do what you're supposed to do here, trust me, it's yes. something so much greater on the yes. other side. Yes. So... I don't even know where I was going with that, but... But you know what, no, what I... Whatever you say took me there, friend. <laughs> we, we speak the same language. We say the same thing. I like that. That's why we best friends. <laughs> However, though, Mo, I'm going to share a story with you that's not on this card. Just give me the card. We're going to throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing radio half my life. I started in radio in high school. Do you know the person who gave me a shot on air on my first program director? His name is Michael Soul. Real name, Michael Muhammad. I remember you telling me about Foxy. Yes, Muslim man. Was he with the nation? Yes. And that's, I, I love. So let's break down the nation. And please, people of the nation, do not cancel me, okay? But the nation is like a division of Islam that was created specifically for black people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at least it was explained to me that it's like a transition kind of faith because with the nation, Maybe because it's so different, because we associate Islam with the Arab culture, because Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he was an Arabic speaker. So a lot of the things that he did was wrapped up in his culture. So sometimes people confuse the religion with the culture. Mm. So with the Nation of Islam, and when Farrakhan came and um, deemed himself a prophet, and um, created the Nation of Islam, because there's Islam, and then the word nation would say it's like next door or right next to it. And most men, black, when they go into prison, they come out Muslim. Correct. And it's usually with the nation. Be- mm-hmm. And this is what I was told. It's because maybe Islam might be too hard of a concept to grasp when you are black and American. And black people, I might get canceled for this part. We're like a really ignorant race, you know? Mm. Unfortunately, we don't do as much reading as we should do. Mm-hmm. We don't ask the right questions. And if it's different, we make fun of it. Mm-hmm. Deuces to suppression early on. Is that? In my personal opinion, deuces to suppression. You know where we come from. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, if it's too different, then we automatically disregard it. We don't want anything to do about it. I'm, I'm scared. I don't know. I'm just going to uh, talk crap. You lame. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know, that's Fear. just our defense mechanism. Yeah. So Nation of Islam is sort of like, hey, it's okay, brother. You're powerful. Mm-hmm. The white man tried you. Mm-hmm. He's the devil. You're the king. Mm-hmm. But they still teach you a lot of the principles of Islam. Mm. And even uh, if you watch the Malcolm X movie, if you re- read the book, mm. Malcolm X was with the nation until he went to Saudi Arabia, until he made Hajj and the pilgrimage with um, the Kaaba. And then he saw, oh my goodness, there's white people all around me. So I guess y'all not the devil. Mm. But he had to learn that in, in his own because the nation just made it seem like it's black or nothing. Mm. But that's not a slam. Mm. But shout out to Michael Soul. Yes. And to all those with the nation, hopefully one day you progress in your religion and just come to Islam without the word nation before it. But yes. I'm sorry, guys. And, I had to and, do it. And his defense for me bringing his name up on this platform, uh, I would hope that he has an open invite to come sit in the same chair. That would be amazing. That would be really fun to get a nation in the chair. For sure. 
Yeah. So, you know, in his line of defense, because I can only speak so far, and I was highlighting the opportunity that he gave me. So, I But I'm sure the good soul that he is, because yes. he does follow the principles of Islam, the yes. love, the light, the how you do it, let me feed you, let me give you education. I mean, they're still amazing people. For sure. It's just the whole black thing. One thing you educated me on, too, and I took this card and I didn't ask you, you gave me the definition of the dunya. Yes. So thank you for doing that. That's called having my back. You know, you <laughs> Just have, in case. <laughs> you got to have a queen that's going to have your back. Like, hey, let me tell you what you hold and why you over there holding that young man. Uh, Mo, have you oh. always been Muslim? I have always been Muslim. Okay. You know, since childhood, speaking of the men going to prison, um, that was my dad. He went into prison. He came out a Muslim, changed his whole Life. I'm talking about this man changed his whole life so much so he moved to Egypt mm. um, over 20 years ago. Mm. He has never stepped foot back in America. Wow. Brooklyn, New York, a real Negro. Wow. Not even like buttoned up, suited up. No, he's like, what's what you say? Like a real black man in Egypt. He oh. don't even speak Arabic. So he just there. Before, but he is an English teacher. So that explains why before you put your hijab back on, why you were so aggressive. Let's do your New York blood line. Don't do that. I was not aggressive. <laughs> he lying to y'all. He lying. <laughs> I might have had some built up aggression. <laughs> but Islam has really calmed me down. I yes. feel like when you wear your hijab, it yes. is a brand that you are carrying. You cannot only live for yourself. It, yes. yes, it teaches oneness in God, but... When you're Muslim, now you're responsible for your brother. They're yes. responsible for you. Yes. You are not in this world alone. So the actions that you make, they don't affect just you. The things that you say, they don't just say, oh, Ink said it. They say a Muslim woman said it. Mm. You know, you are a part of a group who is very well-branded. People know about Muslims. Mm. They'll tell me, I'm not supposed to be eating that because it's pork before I even say it. Mm. Like, they know what you're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. No pork on my fork either, however. <laughs> Mo, I, lo I love the way that you have studied and showed yourself approved. I love it. Uh, the question that I don't have, but it's on this card. <laughs> well, thank you for carrying on with the notes. <laughs> Why y'all pray so much? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? I pray too. <laughs> I pray a lot, Mo. How many, how many times a day do you pray? I don't keep count, but I pray a lot, Mo. And what does your prayer look like? Um, you know what, Mo? It's a personal conversation. And I'm going to just give you a good example of something that happened not even 24 hours ago. Uh, I was at work in a conversation with a coworker, and I found myself getting disturbed, like upset. Mm. I'm a more peaceful kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So I was like, be right back. You went to go pray. I had to go pray. <laughs> to calm yourself down. And when I come back, now I'm able to have a calm yeah. conversation and I have peace, and I'm speaking with love, mm. and I'm speaking with uh, a clear understanding instead of speaking from a place of aggression. Because if I got to get wrinkles in my forehead, mm, sound wrong, friend. I don't. I don't need that. <laughs> you know, uh, people of my skin tone, we deal with something called high blood pressure, <laughs> <laughs> high cholesterol, <laughs> diabetes, stuff like that. So, with a no, lot of odds real. already being stacked against yeah. me, yeah, it's my best interest to control the controllables, but. Mm. To answer your question, it's a lot, Mo. I, I know before I uh, go to sleep and when I wake, uh, shoot, sometimes I might even say one if I'm sleeping dreaming. Okay, because you, you be praying. <laughs> don't have to, but I answered the question, why you pray so much? Okay, so let me explain some things because everyone knows that Muslims pray, some, most know, we pray five times a day. These okay. are the minimal subscribed prayers that was sent to God and uh, sent from God. And a story of how we came up with this number, just between you and I, 
y'all too. Um, <laughs> Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was always visited by the same angel that was visited from all the prophets, Gabriel, Jabril in Arabic. Um, and one night, he took him on a journey. He took him all the way up to heaven to go and talk with God. And of course, this journey, this is going to be way deep, but um, there's a difference between um, time, space, and the continuum that we're in right now. So time for God is completely different from time to us. For sure. You know, his time is like that, but it seems like 75 years is a long time for us, us. but it's nothing. Mm, so it took day. him a long time to get up there, but time didn't really shift much when they got back down because it's a different it's in time. So God wanted him to tell us that we need to pray. He gave a really big number. I forget it, and I don't want to quote it the bad way, but I think it was something in the hundreds or something like that. Maybe 50, I forget. Mm. But five was like him going back and forth with God, like, God, now listen. <laughs> now, 50, my boy? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, humans, they don't, I don't think we could do that. Yeah, I like, got five. I got five on <laughs> So after going back and forth and fighting for us, he came back down. The final number was five. Okay. And this prayer, because we also make dua. Mm-hmm. Dua is like when you um, do like this, but we open up our hands yes. and we can do something quick. Like maybe you're getting in the car on the way home. Hey, um, please give me travel and mercy. Yes. Um, something, something, something. Yes. But that's like a quick prayer. But when we pray, pray. First, we have to wash ourselves. We do our hands, we do our mouth, we spit water in our nose, and our, we wash our head, and we wash our, our arms and our feet. Like, we have to do all that. You can't show them the other side. They can't see. <laughs> stay, stay on your story. This is great. <laughs> so you have to wash yourself, purify yourself before you stand to God. Because when we pray, we, it is, it's a whole routine. Again, I told you we start with al-Fatiha. That's the opening. So when we say Allahu Akbar, in English, that is Allah is the greatest. God is the greatest. And we cover our um, hand, our heart on our left and over on our right. And we say our surah, Fatiha first. And then we say another surah after. And then we go down to our knees. And then we say something. We come back up. And then we're on the ground. Mm -hmm. A lot of people seen it in movies when they're like forehead to the ground and their butt slightly up. yes. That's called sajda. When your forehead to the ground, that is what we believe is the closest anyone is going to get to God on earth. So while you're down there, you have a conversation with him. You know, that's when you say, I'm so sorry for this. Mm. Thank you so much for that. Mm. Um, I'm so grateful that this happened. And I'm only, you know, so we do that five times a day. Mm-hmm. And we go down and up, down and up. Sometimes it's four times, sometimes it's two times. It depends on what time of the day it is. Mm-hmm. So we pray five times a day regular. But if you're a good person like you, you will wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, man, I had a crazy dream, man. So, so, so happy. You know, you talk with God yes. whenever you want to. Yes. But things you have to do, yeah. like what's subscribed to it's you, five. it's five times a day. The deal was five. I got you. <laughs> but, Whoa, not what? to cut you off. Okay, because you is, but go ahead. But you said something <laughs> that kind of enlightened me, and I love it, is uh, when you spoke about prayer, you was like, we can pray like this, we can pray like this. No, I said we can. I'm just like, this is what y'all do, right? Correct. This, yeah. yeah. So you pray but like this. open it up. Correct. Mo, I grew up praying like this, right? Mm-hmm. But as I live my life, and it's just me and God on this journey, I don't pray like this, Mo. You open up your hands. I pray like this. Let me find out. Why did you start opening your hands? Because, Mo, how am I going to receive anything with my hands like this? Why, well, you too deep for me. Ooh. I need to receive like this, right? 
And the other end, if I got anything to release, am I releasing anything or am I holding it in? What am I holding in between my palms? Wow, friend. I need to release it. This not mine. This I don't need to worry or be troubled about this. This ain't for me. You got this. Your brain is interesting. Wow. Wow, that's, that's very interesting. So when you did that, it just made me think. But that's me as a Christian man, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. it is. So, all right. and, and, and Oh, that's another question, but I'm going to have to hold that because I don't want to get sidetracked. Um, and I didn't even answer your question. You know, why do we pray so much? Yes. Um, in between each prayer, we believe that your minor sins will be wiped away. Yes. Um, so if you're cursing, if you're talking bad about somebody, so if you're praying five times a day, we have Fajr, then we have Dur, the first two prayers. You pray Fajr, you do something crazy, and you pray Dur, whatever you did crazy will now be wiped away. So he's like cleansing you throughout the day each time that you pray. And because we know how distracting the world gets. You yes. know, you told yourself, I'm not going to do this one thing. Yes. And then an hour later, you find yourself doing that one thing. Yes. So now you have another moment to repent, bring yourself back to him, and just stay consciously aware of him throughout the day because it is so distracting. You you got to do it. You got to keep coming back and forth and checking in with him. Yes. You know what I love, Mo? And that's a strong word, L-O-V-E. Not only do I love you, <laughs> but... All right, don't get too deep now. I love... This your mojo that you were always supposed to be. No, it's Mo. Mo. <laughs> that you that you were always destined to be. What do you because mean? Because I was rowdy before. You said that. <laughs> the question is though, not the question, but what I'm saying is, you know how you spoke and you was like, I've always been Muslim. I grew up, and then you're mm-hmm. like, you know, now I'm back on my hijab and I'm practicing how you should be, right? Mm-hmm. I was able to see both sides. This, yeah. This is. This yeah. the mo. This is the mo. What was the other mo like? What's the difference between the two? You got an uncut version of the show? No, it's cool. We're good. You guys are good? They're good. We'll tell you on the next episode. Uh, <laughs> well, it was not that bad. No, she wasn't that I bad. I was not I'll make that it seem bad. That bad. However, nothing outside the typical of your friend that's just in the club or your friend that, you know, gets a little aggressive. You who, got a problem? With us? Who, who got a problem with us? Who want to do it? <laughs> Mo was my security guard once upon a time in life. Mo has been my security guard in life. Why are you showing uh, out? Mo didn't play about her funds. <laughs> the worldly things of mm, money, mm, revenue, scratch, mm, mm, a coin. Mm, mm. She never played about that. I don't care if it was that. a dollar. And now Mo just, just throw it in the bag. <laughs> but uh, I've watched Mo grow yeah, it's so that much. peace, man. It's like it's a, it's a wave of peace that comes yes. over you because once you pull yourself out of the world, yes. it's funny how nothing really matters. It's right. funny how little things actually matter because if it's not eternal, you okay? You'll yes. be all right? Yes. Like, why are you, why you getting so upset? Yes. Even agreed. when you took your moment, whoever you were mad, I want to hear the story later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whoever you were mad at, you know, when you go and talk to him, he's going to, you know, give you that peace. Yes. And without him, there is no peace. Without him, there is no fulfillment. That's right. And that's why you're so worked up. That's right. Because you're trying to find fulfillment and you're so angry thinking that it's this dollar, it's this person. Right. But you're really looking for him right now. Agreed, because it's above me. Lord. Control the controllables. Lord. How can you be a Muslim and work for a radio station, Mo? That's not on there. Is that on there? This no, is on this here. <laughs> a lot of those artists that come in the studio are Muslim, though. No way. I sat down with Kevin Gates. Well, yeah, Kevin, he's definitely um, mm-hmm. known, and he shouts he, it to the top of his lungs. He's one of the many. But yeah. however, a lot of those artists that come in there are Muslim. You know, it's kind of crazy, right? Because you battle yourself getting to your scratch, your paper. Um, it's so many different ways you can make money. But what is something that you enjoy to do and mm. makes you a lot of money that's not going to take Ooh. you away from God? Ooh. You know, because 
in the club when you're hosting. Yeah. It's not saying. Yeah, because we don't do that no more. We don't upgrade it. Come like. on, uh, uh, But <laughs> when you are doing something for a couple of hours, you know, you don't even have to be drinking. You mm-hmm. don't have to be smoking or doing anything outside of yourself. But being in that environment mm-hmm. pulls you out of your element. You feel yourself singing the lyrics, talking about you done killed somebody's yes. son, yes. talking about you done smashed somebody's yes. daughter. Yes. And you're not even really doing anything wrong, Correct. but just being in that element. Mm-hmm. However, the amount of money that you can make doing really nothing, mm-hmm. it's like, what do, you, what do you do? Do you go work at somebody's cash register, which is much more wholesome, mm. or do you make this money? Mm. So I do battle. You know, I do battle with um, having a job that has me compromise a lot of my beliefs on a daily basis mm. versus looking for a new path because I'm going to have to start all over. You know, well, there's some different avenues I'm looking into, but... Um, it's, it's like a choice you have to choose, you know? And you're right. A lot of us are in this entertainment industry. This entertainment industry is filled with the devil. Like, this man walking around, like, very blatantly. Very much so. But we're still here, For though. sure. Two things you said. I'm going to give you an accolade in one of them. Uh, you spoke about us being in that club environment. And granted, we are saying these things that we aren't doing. But the problem is we're saying it. Mm. And words are what? Powerful. Lord. With that being said, there hasn't been a time that I stepped in your studio while you've been on air in the past year or so that you didn't control the vibe and set the tone for your studio and you're not speaking with peace, grace, and love. Mm. There hasn't been a time. I never walked mm. in the studio and heard you. No disrespect, Glow, really. You know I like your song. Yeah, which I, one? I never walked <laughs> in the studio and heard you. I'm F-R-E-E. You must have missed that part because I do be going crazy. And then I have to check myself. I'm like, girl, cut that music down. And I find it's, myself about down. I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Help it's usually me, down. It's usually down with you and your listeners. I, and, I really try. And Mo produces our own show, which is not, you know, normal in this day and age of what we do in our business. But Mo produces our own show. She's controlling it. And her phone lines are always jumping with her listeners. And that's because of the words of love that she's putting over the airways. And uh, Mo and I have a lot of sidebars of just about uplifting the community and things that we say and being mindful that our voice is reaching places that we may Mm. have never thought about stepping foot in. Mm. So every time she pops that mic and I pop that mic, we want to make sure that we are being obedient and speaking with love. So kudos to you. Absolutely. I appreciate that. that, And it's, it's definitely a struggle, though. You know, it's not yeah. something that's easy because it music is powerful. Yes. Music literally gets into your soul. And yes. in slam, you're not even really supposed to listen to music. Oh, wow. And it's only because it, like the strings and the certain instruments, yes. it, it can possess you. Yes. Like truly, actually. Yes. It is an actual form that um, devil worshipers use yes. in order to evoke him to come out and speak with them. Yes. So when it comes to music, it's not even always about listening to clean music mm-hmm. because you could take out the um Cuss words. the lyrics no the mm. lyrics mm. you can take away the lyrics but if you still have these instruments your body is being controlled sometimes you find yourself dancing and you didn't even notice the music was on i just want to rock oh my gosh yeah. what a song it really makes you <laughs> tick your body you just... uncontrollably yes so yes. i mean because it is an industry that is like that it, it takes a lot of self restraint Yes, Mo. Mo, I can sit here and talk about this with you all day. This is like us, and y'all just get to get in on this. I love this. (laughs) Uh, Funny story, then I get back to this car. (laughs) I'm riding yesterday, and as I'm in traffic, a guy behind me, he pulls up, he doom, 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 doom. I go, what is this, the 90s? 
His like, shaking is your um, yeah, mirror is shaking. <laughs> I said, who still rides around with loud music? But however, I was once that guy in high school, granted. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to get my uh, check for right. my first job and put some speakers in my car. In your trunk. And all that. <laughs> but the thing is, it goes back to what you were saying about those instrumentals because those instrumentals do something to you. Mm-hmm. And typically when you're in traffic and that person pulls up with the loud music, well, from my observation, typically got the windows down and they're speed racing. Mm-hmm. They're, in a, they're in a vibe. In a rage. Ugh, uh, mm-hmm. Move. Ugh. <laughs> Your car already raggedy, sir, ma'am. Worry. However. Make everybody look at you. Yeah. Because you can't even go to where you're going without creating a vibe first. You get your music right. What y'all trying to do? Are we going to the club? All right, let's play this particular song. Yes. You know, it creates that within you. Yes, Mo. It's crazy. Those instrumentals are serious. It's crazy. Uh, Mo, this one is personal right here because uh, I wasn't close to the situation, but I was aware and a supporter of it during this time, but why did you have to divorce your husband when he left Islam? Now, there's a good question. Um, And obviously, we're like best friends. Mm -hmm. So as it relates to our personal life outside of our work life, people in work, you know, they never know, right? But because we know, it's like, what you going through? Um, I really felt like, for me, well, in Islam particularly, Muslim women are not allowed to marry non-Muslim men. However, a Muslim man, he can marry a non-Muslim woman mm. because we believe in roles. The man is the leader of the house. The man is the visionary. The man is the one who takes you all to his vision of where he sees the family. So if I am with a man who's not Muslim, he's going to lead me to wherever he is spiritually. And if he does not have a spiritual connection, he's probably going to lead me into the world more. Because if you're not going up, you're going side note. But I felt like um, after he left Islam, um, honestly, I can't honestly say that I I believe he was ever in Islam. Mm -hmm. Sure, he said it. You know, um, he took his shahada, which is just recognizing amongst people that you believe in the oneness of God. He took his shahada. But as far as that spiritual connection, I never felt that from him. And this is like a relationship thing. But you sort of, if you want to have a fulfilled relationship, you have to connect with them in the forest. I think we talked about it one time. You have to do the physical. You have to find something about them attractive. Emotionally, you have to be able to speak with them and be vulnerable. Mentally, you all have to have the same interests, books, music, whatever it is. And then spiritually, if you can't connect with that person spiritually, as even it says in the Bible, you're not equally yoked. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can be with that person. Mm -hmm. So even if as a Muslim woman, I was able to be with him as whatever he is, I wouldn't be able to connect with him fully. So I would still be unfulfilled in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And when you're a creative and your home life is unfulfilling, Mm. you can't get out there and create like you're supposed to create. Mm -hmm. So it was my duty to God first to be with someone who is going to take me and my family somewhere that I want to be, not in this life, but when we die. And for myself, I have to make sure I am in a good, mental, happy space so that I can continue to shine bright and be my best self. Mm. So I had to. Mm. You crying? You need some tissue? No, you just shining kind of bright my eye. 
had to watch my peripheral. <laughs> um, Mo, can you still go to clubs? Do we? We went to one. I sure did, didn't And you know what? Even when I'm there, I still feel like I don't really want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as I get there, I'm like, oh, you know, we got through. Oh, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes, I'm like, I don't really want to be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can go. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like I'm doing something wrong. I'm not drinking. I'm not twerking. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do start rapping the lyrics on the stake because it's just inside of you. You didn't do that with me. Oh, but I feel like I can. Yeah. But do I really want to be in that environment? If mm-hmm. I'm changing myself from the inside out and I'm putting myself outside of something that I have pushed against, mm-hmm. why, why would I put myself back in an environment that I'm forcing myself to leave on the inside? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So well, I can go, but it, it wouldn't be the best thing for me spiritually. Understood. Um, have people started treating you different? I don't think out loud. But on the inside... I don't know. It's so hard to read people, you know? Did I treat you different? Yes. I treated you different? What, you mad because I answered the question? Who you yelling at? I treated you with more love and respect. <laughs> I, you're, not, you're not tricking me. I, you you're know. not tricking me. Not tricking. <laughs> I treated you with more love and respect. You I know. Did. Yes, did. yes. I think it. we've grown much closer after yes. a, a peaceful awakening. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. It's crazy how that works. But it's true. The ones who... Um, the ones who you're actually supposed to be connecting with, yes. who he wants you, you grow closer. Yes. The ones who he probably don't want you with and who you should have moved apart from in the beginning, but because you weren't um, taking that negativity out of yourself to mm-hmm. begin with and you were sitting in it, mm-hmm. you guys grow apart. It's crazy how that happens. Uh, people are treating me different. Mm-hmm. But it's like the ones who are treating me different, I feel like... Um, he pushed them, he's pushing them out on purpose. Yes. You know, he's taking them away from me because he knows that that's not my vibration anymore. Yes. My energy level doesn't connect with them. Yes. That magnetic pull that you have when you drink it and you smoke it and you're hanging out with that group yes. versus when you clean your life up and you want to take yourself to a different place and now you got to find a new group because you can't do that with them. Agreed. So, yeah, they are treating me different. But, cool. but, but, the, but those who are just associates anyway... Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe my job or mm-hmm. my um, the the sales team. You know, I don't think they know what to do with me. Mm-hmm. If they knew better, they do better. Woo. Because it's a whole lot of money to be made in the realm that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten any new endorsements that are outside of the norm. I haven't had anybody come up to me. Hey, I see that you're rebranding. I see this new thing. Hey, let's do that. You know, they're just like this. Here's a client. <laughs> it's like, you don't even know what to say, do you? Wow. If you would, you know, step outside of the box, we could really get to some money. Wow. Really step outside the box. Uh, last question, Mo. Do you think you'll ever take your scarf off? Hell no. Mm-hmm. It's like a weapon now. Mm. It's like now when I walk in the room, um, you know, the girl who has her nipples out and who has the sheer shirt on, right, they, they want to look, but they can't look, but they want to look because it's right there. That's me. Stupid. Mm-hmm. I'm the girl who they, they look. Like, it's not even, they, yeah, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you right now. Mm. And it's, it's an energy that is mm. like, I want to look away, yeah. but I can't. Mm-hmm. So me taking my scarf off now would be silly. Hell, yes. Even if I wasn't even doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This is now like a, a super weapon. Yes. Conversations that I wouldn't have even begun with somebody, now yes. it's like a conversational piece. Yes. Separating myself from a herd, especially in Atlanta when everybody do exactly what you do because yes. it's oversaturated as hell, 
It makes you stand out. Being an individual that looks different, sounds different, energizes different, like, I, I, I don't think I ever... If anything, I might... You know, you seen the woman like this? Yes. I'm going to throw that on next. Oh, <laughs> I like that, bro. I like that. One thing that uh, you have done since you've, you know, been living out in your truth is open my eyes to more Muslim women being around me. I think I shared this with you offline mm -hmm. that Muslim women have always been outside. But now that my near and dear friend, my sister, is here living in her truth, my eyes are open and I go, I want to tell Mojo. I see one. I see one. Yep. I see one. <laughs> I was just getting something to eat. I was just riding. Yeah. I was just... But they already have been around you, though. Correct. So it goes back to a company that may be watching this show or a company that is aware of your brand. You are leading away to something great in this mm -hmm. entertainment industry with what you're doing. So kudos to you. I'm going to be your accountability partner. I ain't asked for you. You ain't got to. <laughs> a real friend, you ain't got to ask. Period. Come on. So uh, continue to do your that. thing. I'm very proud of you. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, I always love to close out the show with um, Al-Fatiha. We open our hands up and we ask God to keep us on the straight path. We ask him to um, keep us away from those and paths that will lead us away from him and to always make sure that we're, we're walking in the right direction. Um, so you can join or you don't have to, but for you, because our voices are amplified when we pray together, um, let's make du'a. Bismillahi Rahmani Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Rahmani Rahim, Maliki Yomidin, Iyakin Abudu, Iyakin Astain, Ittina Sirat al-Mustaqim, Sirat al-Ladina Namta Alayhim, Gayri al-Magudu Alayhim, Waler Dhalim, Ameen. Ah, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, Mo. Ah, I appreciate Thank you for being here. Thank you for uplifting my spirit, too, Mo. Aww. Congratulations on the show. Thank you. Okay, so come again. You know, this is Muslims in the Dunya. This is a space where all we want you to do is strive more. And no matter what level of faith you're at, what you've done yesterday or what you might even be doing right now, if you find God, Far from you, it's only because you pulled away from him. He's always trying to bring you back. So never feel like you aren't enough and you're not able to come back to him. He's waiting on you, okay? So keep striving. And I hope to see you again on the next episode. Assalamu alaikum.